Okay, we're back. First of all, happy 4th of July to all the Americans. Hope you guys had an amazing one. Welcome to the Melanated Way. I'm Linda Entwi. And we have April from Iceland. How cool is that? <laughs> oh, I've been like stalking her social medias because she's in Iceland, y'all. It's gorgeous. Doing the show live from Iceland. <laughs> live from Iceland. Like SNL. Um, how is it? Tell us a little something before we get started. It's beautiful. It is currently 9.37 p.m. And this is about as dark as it gets this time of year. Um, so you can see how pretty it is. The sun is out. And on this side, we've got where you can see the mountains. That goes all the way out to the beach. Hold on. There's some, there's some of the mountains. And I don't want to get too much in those people's cabin that's over there, but... Um, the mountains are around us, and it is just absolutely gorgeous, super relaxing, and the food is so good. If you go to my personal Instagram, I just posted what I ate for dinner. If you're into lamb, this is the place to eat lamb. It's fantastic. The combinations they put together are amazing. Big food place. Oh, you guys, I'm so, it's just awesome. I love it. I love everything about it. Uh, what up, Better Days? Hey, girl, Hey. Uh, you guys, bottom of the screen, you can see where you can support the show. All support is appreciated. Super chats, super stickers are available. Uh, while you're here, go ahead and hit that like and subscribe and head over to April's page, Holloway Legal, PLLC. Uh, she's streaming live concurrently over there as well. Go ahead and like and subscribe. And, you know, you might get some travel tips from her because she's on the go. She's a jet setter. And, y'all, <laughs> I've been watching, and it's very, very cool. Yeah, come on, come follow me. I'll tell you where to eat, where to stay, where to party. That being said, you guys, I have been swamped with all things 90 days. I feel like it's consuming my whole entire life. There is so much news and gossip. You guys aren't part of my Patreon. You seriously are missing out. Um, And what else do I want to say? I'm excited about Match Me Abroad. It's like a nice refreshing break. I feel like all of these people are in it for the right reasons. Uh, you know, there's some hiccups there. I even gave Mark a little bit of slack this, this episode, as well as Chad. Maybe I was a little too harsh on Chad the very first time I met him. He did not make a good first impression, but he's open and willing. So I really did enjoy this episode. What did you think, April? Oh, yeah, I really enjoyed this episode, too. And like you said, I looked at Chad a little bit differently. Um, but, you know, we'll see. We'll see how it goes, whether or not we are right to give him a chance. That part. That part. Okay, so we're going to start off with Michelle. And if you guys remember, Michelle's the princess, the feminist, the one that's, like, trying to find love in her um, home country, or at least her ancestors are from there. And uh, I don't know. I had a lot of feelings about her date. I had a lot of feelings about... So her matchmaker, I always forget her name. Her matchmaker is... Uh, Katarina, I think. Katarina, yes. Uh, and, you know... I'm not sure if they're a match. I'm no. not sure if they're like 
the same type of woman. So I feel like Katarina's trying to bend her to be like a more traditional type of woman. And Michelle already said, I'm not this thing. What do you think they go? I do not think her and Katarina are a match because Katarina shouldn't be looking at what she wants or what is typical for Czech Republic. She should be matching her with people who fit as close as possible what she's asking for. And if she can't do that, then she should tell her, I don't think that I'm a good person to find a match for you. Or I don't think that this country is a good place for you to find a match instead of trying to bend her. Agreed. Really, really agreed. So that being said, um, is that the wind? Yes, it is. I'm, I'll, I'll mute when I'm not talking. <laughs> it's very strong. But wow. it, it's refreshing, though. What's the temperature? Uh, right now, it is, I think it's seven degrees. I'm using Celsius because I'm a proper canuke. <laughs> it, okay. it's, it's eight degrees. See, I have my phone in Celsius because. I have my phone in Celsius, but that's because I'm a Canadian. <laughs> I don't know what to do with April, you guys. I don't know what to do with her. She pulled a fast one on me. We're having a total side note. So before we came on, you know, we like to chit chat, catch up, all this stuff. And can I tell him? Yes. So she was like, oh, see, look at me. I'm like a proper Canadian. I'm having some tea right now. I was like, oh, that's great. Did you put some cream and sugar in it? Because we do it very the English way. She's like, oh, no. Ew, no. I'm not drinking tea. I'm drinking hot chocolate. <laughs> and I like tagged her. Yes. I tagged April in for my personal account because that that what I just described to you guys is why people are like, hmm, how do you know if this person's Cana or Canadian or American? And so I tagged April and I'm trying to find it. It might have um, already gone away. Let me look at April's. Um, Is it still there? I'm looking. Yeah, it's on yours still. Okay. So my it says, so here you can't see it, but it says, my friend, the faux Canadian, the tourist says, do you think they know we're Americans? And the woman without looking up from her paper, yes, we do. To which April says, I'm in Iceland now, so it doesn't matter. But when I go to Europe, I'm suddenly from Canada. Uh, so funny. All right, back to the show. So Michelle, 34, on route to Prague to find love. Uh, and she is really excited about it. She's like, it's Europe. There's magic there. There's going to be magic in the air and I'm going to be able to find the love of my life. So she's super excited. Uh, she gets there, gets picked up, gets brought to the hotel. And one of the things I wanted to ask you, April, because, you know, you do travel a lot as well, is when you get to your place, do what? what's the first thing you do? I usually want to shower. Um, I don't... Uh... I don't feel clean when I come out of airports off the plane. So I usually just want to get clean 
first and then just get my bearings, walk around my hotel if it's in a if it's in an area where you can do that and just see what's right around me. See, I'm very similar. If it's a short flight, like I'm flying from LA to Vancouver, which is like you're up and then you're down less than three hours, then I could see me like just getting off the plane and going, right? But what I'm not about to do, and I just, I just don't understand, but I guess maybe to each their own, but I'm not going to sit on a plane for, you know, 12 to 18 to 24 hours in that same clothes that I wore 12 to 18 to 24 hours ago. And the first thing I'm going to do is jump on the bed with my nasty clothes and shoes. I don't get it. And so, you know, y'all, I get sidetracked. I thought, oh, that's so gross. But to each their own. If that's not a thing for you guys and you just think, whatever, I'm tired, I want to lie down, I get it. So she gets to the hotel. Uh, presumably, she relaxes a little bit or overnight, and it's the next day, and she's meeting up with Katerina, who's her matchmaker. And Katerina, the first thing Katerina says to Michelle is, what is it that you mean when you want equality in your relationship? And I found that to be such an odd thing to ask her because I think that we all know the definition of equality, but perhaps the definition of equality to Katarina is not the same as it is to Michelle. Yeah, the question made sense to me from the standpoint of, remember when she asked, are you ready to surrender? to a husband or to a man. So maybe she was thinking, okay, we may not have been on the same page when I use that word surrender. So let me try and understand a little bit better what she's talking about when she says that she's a feminist. That's what I was thinking the question was getting at, but I could be wrong because I just don't think that her and Katarina are seeing eye to eye at all. Agreed. So <clears throat> Michelle's like, well, I just want equality in my relationship. That's what equality means to me. And she's like, you know, especially because I grew up with rigid standards of what a girl is supposed to be and not supposed to be. She grew up with uh, believing that all the value was in her physical self. So she had to be pretty, hence the whole princess stuff. And so she's trying to rewire her brain. She's also trying to not be in those type of stereotypes. And she also says that she's having a hard time being vulnerable, right? And, and one of the things that I do agree with Katerina is that Katerina said, do you think that on a deeper level, you don't trust men and that you don't trust that there can be a strong man who can, you can rely on and you can trust? And I do believe that that's the case for her, but not for the reasons Katerina thinks. Katerina, like April said, when you're talking about, oh, can you submit to a man and, you know, be submissive and all that stuff? No, it's not that. It's that she's been cheated on over and over again. She's 34 now, so she has some trust issues when it comes to men. And therefore, she does have a wall up. She does have a problem with being vulnerable and being open because those men have mistreated her trust and so, yeah, she's not going to be as vulnerable right away. What are your thoughts, April? Oh, I agree. And I think that is an issue. 
completely separate and apart from her wanting to be an equal in the relationship. Um, I have, I have, I struggle with these trust issues that she's struggling with because even if you choose to be in a relationship, you may have been a person who never checked somebody's phone before, but all of a sudden you have a temptation to even if you don't follow through with it. So I, I understand that. That has nothing to do with the fact that if we have a child together, I want us to have an equal say in what school that child goes to. I don't want there to be one person in the house who makes that decision just because they are a male. Yeah, I hear you. Um, so yeah, Michelle has some trust issues and she acknowledges that. She has some vulnerability issues and she acknowledges that as well. Um, Katerina goes on to say, you know, what I see from you is that you are hard on yourself and you have high standards. And I think that we are all hard on ourselves. I think that we're probably our hardest critics, or at least most of us are. And I think that there's nothing wrong with having high standards. I think that if you know exactly what you want and you know exactly what will make you happy, then that's okay. What do you think, April? I agree. I agree. So <clears throat> Katerina goes on to say that she thinks that Michelle is unconsciously trying to have control over men, which, which though, April, though, I kind of agree. She's, she's not trying to have control over men like, ooh, let me control the man, but she's trying to have control over her feelings towards men so that she doesn't get hurt because she has a hard time being vulnerable. So she controls the environment for herself, not so much she's trying to control the man. What do you think? So I think that what Katerina is missing out on, and maybe because she can't see the other people that we're seeing, is that this is the only person who's affirmatively said she's willing to move to the other country for the relationship. I think that in and of itself is her giving up a certain amount of control. It's mm. a good way to look at it. What no. up, Wonderlust? Hey, hey. Hey, hey. So, <clears throat> Katerina goes on to say that, yeah, she thinks that Michelle unconsciously is trying to have control over men so that she doesn't fall into disappointment and or get hurt. Um, but she goes on to say that she wants Michelle to see her vulnerability could be a strength. And I agree with that. Her vulnerability could be a strength, but she's also going to have to listen, y'all. I'm just going to tell her how it is. You men need to step it up. These 2023 men, I don't know what, what what's going on with y'all, but it is slim pickings out there. So I'm not surprised that she has her walls up and she's not trying to be super vulnerable right away. Cause some of y'all, woo, I'm not saying all of y'all, but some of y'all, y'all missed a few days at the how to treat a woman school. And I will take it even further. Let's say it's 80% of y'all who don't know how to treat somebody who don't know how to be honest. There's another 15% of you who hang around that 80% and don't do anything about it. You don't say anything to those guys or anything. You're horrible too. What she said. Listen, if y'all, if you guys want to have happy, healthy relationships, we're going to have to all do better, right? 
we're going to have to be more open and trusting and, and don't get me wrong. Cause women are on this trip too. Now they're like, Hey, listen, if y'all can't behave yourselves, then we're not going to behave ourselves. And so no one's behaving themselves and everyone's running amok. And then I'm just going to say from what I know and the people that I know, everyone's out there being lonely and, and hating dating because no one's treating each other. Like you want to really be treated. Just cut it out. Everyone cut it out. Wonderless, thank you so much for the super chat. Uh, Wonderless just got here, April. She wants to know where you are. I'm in Iceland. Let me show you the gorgeous landscape since you missed it. She's in Iceland, y'all. Iceland. You know how cool that is? Iceland. My little cabin. I'm in a little cabin in the, it's not even the woods, it's like the prairie. And then we're surrounded by mountains on three sides. And then out to that side is the ocean. It's about 20 minutes away. So it's beautiful. Your bestie said, nice. I was thinking of going there. We'll need to talk. Please. And Wonderless says, wow, it's beautiful. I'm on my way to Puerto Vallarta on Saturday. Opposite temperature. You're going to love it. It's about eight degrees here. That's Celsius. <laughs> For my American people who are watching, I, I'm sorry, I can't help you convert that to Fahrenheit. I'm not 100% sure what that is. Um... <laughs> Okay. But yeah, if you if you go to actually my personal Instagram, you can see my Iceland trip there and then eventually it'll be on YouTube as well. But if you want like real time what I'm doing and eating, just go there cuz I'll be here until the 12th. Uh do you want to go ahead and give them your personal Insta? Yes, it's April R Holloway. That's it. Just my whole government name at April R Holloway. <sighs> Oh, it's the 40s. It's the 40s in Fahrenheit. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for letting the Americans know. <laughs> Are you on the metric system now? Um... I should yeah, have said earlier, you know, the beach, I said it's about 20 minutes away. That's going to be, what, about 10 kilometers? <laughs> I'm done with you. I'm 100% done with you. I'm 100% done with you. April doesn't do uh, my, it's miles, right? Anymore. She's kilometers. And she doesn't do Fahrenheit anymore. She does Celsius because she what? is a great Canadian. Don't know. Don't know. <laughs> My yol. Is that, am I saying that right? My yol. You're asking the Canadian if you're saying miles, right? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Since you're just joining also, I need to explain my hair. I totally left the bag, all my hair products, shampoo, conditioner, comb brush, everything in my bedroom. So I'm out here with nothing and they don't 
you know, nothing around us caters to the colored girls. So <laughs> the colored girls. Oh my God. Colored. That's what we say in Canada. It's not offensive guys. Um, the you colored. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god. I just don't even know what to do anymore. I was literally about to call my friend, my cousin. Okay. Okay, okay. So back to Michelle. So um <laughs> Katarina is set her up on her first date. First date sounds and this is why you guys, when you're dating, I don't online date, but if I was to online date, I wouldn't spend, okay, I should say this. I don't online date anymore. I haven't in years. But if I did, one of the things about swipe culture that I really want you guys to understand is that everything that you see looks you know, beautiful on the screen may not necessarily be beautiful in person. And I'm not just talking about looks, I'm talking about connection. I'm talking about personality. I'm talking about being on the same page as the person. And so don't take it personally, play it like it's a, I don't know, what's like a, like a, what's the Rolodex? Yeah, exactly. It's it's like a bingo machine, whatever. <laughs> Just like roll that thing and bingo, bingo. You might not get bingo every time, but you know, you'll get B90, B30, and you know, maybe F20 is the one for you and B90 was trash. Like, do you see what I'm saying? Like, but keep spinning. And I say all that because um Katarina built up this guy to be it. So Michael, who's 40, it's gonna be her first date, and he's a doctor. And then says, you know, does that look like your future husband? Well, well, I mean, I don't know. He's hot, but that's it. Do you see what I'm saying? So if you're on like whatever, Tinder, Match, whatever, whatever, and you're swiping and someone looks like beautiful, maybe take a few minutes for the not so beautiful person as well and, and just read up on them and maybe give them a chance because guess what? What's the saying? April, what's roses on the outside is not rosy on the inside or... What is it? Not wait. What is it? Um, not everything that shines is gold. That is a saying that I've heard before. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever. You get what I'm saying. I'm making up saying, but you know, you get the gist of it. So it's gonna be Michelle's first date in a few years. Um, and it's going to be a baking day and she finds that charming and I kind of find it charming too. I would love to be like, you know, make some chocolate chip cookies together. April over there having faux tea, you know, throw some chocolate chip cookies with some hot chocolate. Boom. That's a date. <laughs> Girl, she said, y'all, she said, I'm having some tea like, <laughs> like us Canadians. Meanwhile, it's hot chocolate, like you Americans. Okay. Back to it. April, that was so funny. You totally got me and threw me. Oh, that's what it is. We lost her, but she'll be back. Not everything that glitters is gold. <clears throat> yeah, that's what it is. Okay. April, come back from Iceland. Okay. So Michelle's first date of a few years and uh, 
she's excited about it. She thinks that the baking date is going to be a test of teamwork. And I agree with her. It's going to be a test of teamwork. And we saw that it was a test of teamwork. So Michael, 41, a doctor. Uh, Katerina says that he's Americanized. I don't even know what she meant by that. Like he's American. I thought she meant like, hey, he went to a university in the Americas. Because what does that mean? He's Americanized. Does that just mean like he likes America a lot? I don't know. Uh, looks like we lost her. Uh, hopefully we get her back. Must be that wind. So <clears throat> what we find out about the doctor and this, you guys, and it might, it might be just me, but like, I don't know a doctor who has time to have a baking blog, but that just could be me. I mean, in his spare time, he likes to bake. And I think that that's fantastic. But he didn't lead with, hey, I'm a doctor and I'm the type of doctor he is, none of that. He led with, he has a baking blog. And therefore, because he has a baking blog, uh, that's why they're having a baking date. And that's why he has a full-on chef jacket and chef hat. I was like, oh, he takes it very, very seriously. And as the date went along, you guys, he 100% took it 100% too seriously. So uh, they were making banana, Nutella, babocca, and uh, whatever that is, it sounds delicious. And if any of you guys know what it is, let me know. I'm sure I could look it up. I could Google it, but y'all know a lot. So <clears throat> you let me know. Uh, April says, oh, her laptop turned off and she's going to move inside and see if it will come back on. So in the meantime, uh, what up judy hey girl hey judy is a real canadian my friend from oh canada uh but thank you thank you for being here so chef hat chef jacket he is a blogger and a doctor and yeah exactly wonderless he's a food doctor that part that part so <clears throat> His personality, you guys, what did you guys think of his personality? Because my notes say questionable. <sighs> yes. Crystal says, poor girl, this was a tough date. She kept trying, though. One of the things that I noticed, you guys, is right off the bat, he was not interested in her. And he didn't give her an opportunity to be herself. He was 100% like, I'm just going to be baking and you get me the utensils, just like Gino. I need the proper utensils to bake my cake. Okay, calm down. So um, his first impressions, which I wasn't impressed that he actually said this to camera, was he thinks that Michelle's totally, absolutely out of the world different than the Czech women he's dated. Well, obviously, Michael... She's going to be different because guess what? She is different. She's from America. She's not a Czech girl. She's from the Americas. So you were open to that. All of a sudden, <clears throat> you're not. Uh, let me just, yes, Blue. Highland, are you still doing before the 90 days? Of course I'm doing before the 90 days. I'm only technically one episode behind. Lord, y'all. Not enough time in the days, but uh, I probably am going to do my makeup show tonight, Blue Panda 79, and then the show that just aired yesterday or Sunday or whatever day it is. 
tomorrow because it was a long, a lot of holidays, Canada Day and then July 4th. So I'm all turned around, but I am still doing before the 90 days. Okay. So <clears throat> he is not a fan of Michelle at all. And he didn't give her an opportunity to be herself at all. And uh, he's comparing her to other Czech women. And he doesn't like the fact that she's silly, doesn't like the fact that she's open, doesn't like the fact that she's all the jokes in the beginning. It takes him time to warm up to people. Then he says he's also more conservative. Um, and so he said to camera, you guys, that he tries to block it out. He acts like he didn't hear her and he lets it pass through one through his ears as if he doesn't know what he's saying. So he's basically saying that he's ignoring what this woman is saying because he doesn't want to hear it. He's ignoring what this woman is saying because he doesn't want to hear it. Can you imagine? Now, here's the thing. I would respect him more to say, hey, you know what? I don't think that this is a love connection, but let's make this banana Nutella baboka because this is like a traditional cake in the Czech Republic. And I want you to have that experience so that when you go back to America, I wish you all the best, but you'll also have this experience. But no, he didn't do any of that. Instead, he was like slandering her to camera and in his head and being a total like dry douchebag. It was like, get over yourself. So Michelle tries to just continue to talk, right? Tries to continue to get to know him. Meanwhile, he's not asking her anything about anything because he was not into her at all. So she tells him about some fetish fest that she went to in Atlanta. Um, he asked for a mixer and she can only find a whisk. And he's like, oh, we, we can't do it with the whisk. And she's like, well, you know, I did stage combat in college. So I'm pretty strong, right? So she's still trying to make light of it. She's still trying to have a great time. And he just wasn't having it. Michael was two thumbs down for Michael, whether you're a doctor or not, a travel, not a travel blogger, a baking blogger, bleh, you're hot, but you know what, you guys, this is why it can't just be about your looks. It's got to be about some other stuff because his looks is not going to get him far enough. As far as I'm concerned, doctor or no doctor he's dry, just dry, dry. All right, moving on to Stanika. Um, Stanika. Oh, do we have her? Oh, she's back. All right, sorry guys. I had to move inside. No more beautiful Iceland scenery. She's back. <laughs> okay, so I just finished. Uh, Wonderless says he ain't even that cute. I just finished uh, talking about Michael and his date with Michelle. I basically was like, he's two thumbs down. He's dry. He didn't give her an opportunity. I felt like he should have at least said, hey, you know what? Uh, this is not a love connection, but let me teach you how to make this banana Nutella baboka because it's... it's um, a traditional dish here and you'll have that experience you'll be able to take it back to america but he didn't do any of that instead april he was just a total douche to her dry and 
was like disparaging to her when he was like, you know, I'm blocking out what she's saying. I don't like what she what she says. I don't want to hear it. I let it pass through my ears. Blah blah. Did you want to add anything about Michael? Yeah, I didn't like his hair. Do you like his hair? I had this picture up because he took that being a blogging baker super serious. Like you have a chef jacket and hat. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> I mean, I guess people have interests that they get really passionate about. So I, I guess it's okay. But but yeah, I agree with what you said. Dry like Melba toast, that part. All right, Stanika. Overall thoughts on Stanika's episode or well segment. Okay, I liked that she up front said, What should I bring? I didn't like I don't she seemed kind of negative this this time. She's usually so positive. Yeah, I was like, let's not, we're not doing this to Sneka. We are eight episodes in. What we're not about to do is make her the villain, okay? She has been too lovely, too considerate, too happy-go-lucky to be whoever showed up on this episode. I was like, oh, wait, I, I was happy to see you. What is happening right now? All, all you're doing right now doesn't seem like you. I don't know who told you to switch it up, but go, go ahead and switch it back, my friend. Switch about immediately, if not sooner. Because what we're not about to do, and what I said at the very first um, episode of this very first season, is we're, what we're not about to do is make her the stereotype. And part of what I loved about her is that she was breaking all the stereotypes down to trying different types of food, all the stuff. Because when I saw April, when I saw the preview for next week, when they tell her to try something and she makes a big deal out of it, listen, you were just at the market having all the meats and all the things. What are you even talking about right now? Yeah, this is really unusual for what we've seen from her so far. <sighs> Krista says, I agree. She came off negative this episode. Yeah, I'm not into it. I'm not into it because that's not the, the personality that we've come to know. And we are already eight hours in. So stop playing. Right. Anyway, so Stanika, she's texting. She's talking with Nordine. They've been doing that daily. Uh, she talks about how her date with Salah was a nightmare. And she just loves her connection with Nordine. She wants to see him more. She only wants to date Nordine. They're FaceTiming. She's making Moroccan tea, actual tea, not the hot chocolate that April was trying to pass off as Canadian tea. She's making actual Moroccan tea. She's putting the mint leaves in. She was doing it old school. She had to light the gas oven the, or the gas stove, the whole thing. Um, yes, April? Well, I, I have a, um, it. it's an automatic kettle. Um, I don't know what you guys call them down there in the lower 48. <laughs> Judy, Judy, if you are still in the live chat, meet April. April is trying to make it so that I'm the American and she's the Canadian. Okay, she, she has been doing the most. And I'm here for it. Okay, so you have a tea kettle? Yes, it is a um, kettle. You just you hit a button and it heats the water up for you. You don't have to do anything else. 
Oh. Um, have you experienced this? No, I have an old school kettle that I have to put on a gas stove. Oh, well, you know, you do what you got to do. The lower 48, meet April the Canadian princess. Does anyone even say that? I read it in a book one time. The no one says it anymore at all. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, so as she's making the tea, Nordine is explaining to her that he's told his mom about her and his mom is insisting on coming to see her. And I was like, okay, wait a minute. Did we not just go through this with her last date? The mom, the dad, the brother, the translator, the matchmaker, everyone showed up and she was not comfortable with it. And boom, here we are doing it again. But we're doing with someone that she feels like she has a connection with. So um, he says, Nordine says his mom is insisting on coming to see, see her and he says, because we have no time to waste. Like if we're going to move this forward, we're going to have to continue to date before you leave. Then we need to get my mom's blessings. That's why he's really rushing it. So then he goes on. Okay. So I was like, okay, that makes sense. Then he goes on. So we're going to meet out of my auntie's house. Oh, so now it's your mom and your auntie, right? Cause you're not just going to show up and the auntie's not going to be home. So now it's your mom and your auntie and Oh, you'll have lunch. And then my brother's coming as well. Oh, so it's your mom, <laughs> your auntie, and your brother? <laughs> gotcha. I started laughing. What did you think about that? Oh, he slid those extra relatives in there. So slick. I loved it. He yeah, didn't it start off saying, you're going to meet a lot of my family members. He just kept sliding more and more and more in. But I'm okay. I think his explanation makes sense. He says, you don't have that much time left here. If I want to do this, I have to do it proper. And yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, me too. He's like, if we have, if we want to be together, we need my mom's approval. Um, and he's like, that's the tradition here. And she's like, all sassy. She's like, tradition. She's like, you're gonna need to meet my dog and my mom for approval. And I was like, okay, but that's not you. Do you know what I mean? Like that sass, whatever that was. That's not yeah. Stanika. That's not who's shown up these last eight episodes. She's because, and I'll tell you why. She's the same person that just goes and asks about etiquette. So she's like, well, you know, back home, when you go to someone's house, you bring a bottle of wine, right? So that's her way of saying, what should I bring, mm -hmm. right? Because I don't want to show up empty-handed at someone's house that I'm going to for the first time, which is 100% etiquette that I absolutely love. And so I was like, who are they trying to make you up to be? Like, who told you to be this way? Was your producer off today and you had a, a random producer? Because I'm still trying to figure it out. I know. Did they say like everything can't be smooth sailing with Nordine? You, you have to give us some kind of drama with him, like or we have some kind of storyline. Is that what's happening here? I, I don't know. I don't know because even in the car, she was weird, and we'll get to that. But he's like, yeah, don't bring wine because you know that's against our religion. But uh, I'll take you to the fabric store, and you're gonna give my mom fabric as a gift. Um, he will then take it to a tailor and I was going to look this up and I totally forgot you guys. There's too much going on. And I'll tell you why there's too much going on. I have so much tea April on Scott from love and paradise. And then I found out tea about Amanda from B90. Mm -hmm. And then there's something that just broke before I came on air that I was just like, Oh my goodness. Anyways, I wanted to look up this, uh, 
Dejulba. Do you know what that is? Um. Oh, here it is. I found it. You found it because I. Um, um. Okay, let me see if I could easily bring it up. Yeah, I was. Gonna oh, say that's it. what I'll do. Okay, maybe that's what I'll do. Okay. Got it. It reminds me of an abaya, but looser. They're very um. pretty. Okay, images. Okay, so let me put, okay. Uh, stop screen, present, share screen. Uh, all right, do you guys see those? Okay, so let me pull one of these up. Oh, of course it's on Shane. <laughs> um, but can you guys see that? Oh no, it didn't pull up. It I didn't see. zoom, but I can see. I can see them. I okay, so you guys see. get an idea of what they look like, right? Very classy. Yeah. Did that one come up? Yes. Yeah. Okay, perfect. So um, she buys the fabric. He's going to take it to a tailor. They'll get it customized into something like this um, and then give it to the mom, which I think is like fantastic, right? Like that's exactly very, very, very thoughtful. Every time you use that fabric or wear that dress, you think of her. I'm assuming there might be some like leftover fabric she does something with. Um, exactly. So I think it's lovely. Me two, me three. Okay, so then Stanique is like, well, does your mom speak English? And April, you know what I'm gonna say here already, right? So the mom doesn't speak English, but he's gonna translate or his brother's gonna translate. And you guys, I hate when people translate because they never translate the full thing at all. Whether it's a person, a translator app, whatever. And so like, that's just a personal peeve of mine. But I also think that it's going to be double work because you're on the date, right? You're trying to get to know the person, but you're also translating for three other people or at least two other people. So that's why I feel like maybe it should just be the brother that's translating so that he can also focus his attention on Stanika, considering like, I don't know what's happening with her, but she's going to need a little bit of extra attention. Right. This episode. Yeah? Correct. Yes, great. Okay, so she's worried, she's nervous because, you know, when she met Slot's family, it didn't go very well. Um, so she just really wants everything to go well because she does feel like she has a connection uh, with Nordine and she wants to be with Nordine and all the thing. And so she's excited to see him again and she's walking up, he's picking her up by the market and he makes a little joke like she's walking too slow gives her like a side hug. And then she has a whole tantrum about that. She's like, I didn't like that. I don't like the side hug. And I know that there's this PDA thing here. Sis, you did all the research. You've done all the work. You even are dressing appropriately. So you know what the rule is. So what did you expect him to do? April, what did you think she expected him to do? So I was trying to remember, and I, I couldn't, 
the very first time they met, did he give her a kiss, a side hug? Do you remember what the greeting was the first time? I just remember he handed her flowers and she said- He handed her the flowers. Mm -hmm. So is she expecting that she would get flowers again? Is that what she felt was the slight? Because he can't do much more than the side hug in public. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, but whatever it is, she made a big fuss about it, which I was like, eh, who, eh. Yeah, that was, uh, that was, that wasn't good. That wasn't, yeah. it didn't bode well for the future. To me, I'm like, did she create something in her head in between the time that she last saw him that we did not see? That part, that part. So. He's a total gentleman, you guys. I'm a sucker for this type of stuff. He opens the door for her. Um, and then she gets in the car. And here's a couple of things that I did not appreciate. So she's silent in the car, which is weird because she's been so verbal and talkative and inquisitive. Even as soon as she landed, she was looking all over the place. She was talking to the driver, all the things. So all of a sudden, after you guys say that you've been texting and talking on a daily and FaceTiming on a daily... You get in the car, you see him in person, and then you're silent. So she's silent. It was like an awkward silent. Um, and he is explaining to her, like, hey, we're going to off to the market. And, you know, I would never do this where I bring someone home if I didn't think it was serious. And then she flips it and says, well, you know, does Nardine have potential? Yes. But I was like, I thought you specifically came here to find a husband. What is happening? What is happening? Sonika, your time is running out. What are you doing? Yeah. So are you just, is she scared maybe you think, April? Like this is all becoming too real. You know how people say people have a, a fear of success. Like is she scared that she's going to have a successful relationship and then now have to deal with it? I, I honestly don't know what's happening. I, I was wondering just what I said earlier, like, is there, has her imagination run amok in the meantime and he's suddenly not meeting some standard that she created in her mind or maybe it, I mean, I don't I'm very unsure of what is happening with her right now. Same. So he, she's like, well, how am I going to know like what fabric to pick? And he's like, oh, you know, I'm going to help you. And she's like, well, no, I don't want you to help me. I want to pick it. I just want you to tell me what to what to look for. And I was like, he didn't say he was going to pick it. He said he would help you pick it. Okay. He's like, okay, sure. But he, he didn't even go there with her. He's like, okay, no problem. He's like, what's your favorite color? And she's like, purple. He's like, no, my mom won't do purple. <laughs> um, and then, so they get there. He walks around the car, opens the door for her. Totally still gentlemanly as far as I'm concerned. Uh, they look at the fabric. She finds something that's like in the purple tones that is amenable to both of them. And then he says to her, you know, I want to show you my country before you go. I know that, you know, your time is coming to an end and it's not going to be like a tourist thing because he's a tour guide. He's like, just the two of us. I want to show you my country. And I thought that that was so beautiful. And she didn't even respond. She said something snarky, like, if you want to take me on one of your tours, just say that. Yeah. I, uh. Ma'am. Who, like, Stika, no. Girl, no. This is just, whatever's happening is not a good look on you right now. Then she talks about how she's nervous to meet the family. 
And he's like, don't worry, just be yourself. I'll show you, you know, how to do the handshakes. She's like, what handshakes? Shouldn't I just shake like this? And I was like, girl, you literally just asked about etiquette. He remembered. And so he's helping you with what you've asked about. So why now do you have an attitude like you know what you're doing? It's bizarre. Anyways, he's going to teach her how to greet. He's going to teach her the handshakes, the kitchen traditions, all the stuff so that she can put her best foot forward. I don't know, Stanika. Girl, you're still my girl, but I don't know what's going on with you. She watches sometimes, so maybe she'll tell us in the comments. Like, please, are you are you scared? Are you, is your anxiety getting to you? What is happening? to Stanika tell us? Yeah, because girl, we're team Stanika, but this was not a good look on you. And only only true friends, real people will tell you the real deal. And I'm telling you the real deal. This this episode was not a good look on you. And we want you to be successful and happy and find love, girl. You deserve it. All right, moving on to Mark. What were your thoughts on Mark and Mark's segment? Oh, okay. So I was like, maybe I thought this date was terrible. And I said, well, I guess maybe I'm wrong because she seems to be okay and enjoying it. So either she's seeing something that we don't see, the camera's not showing us, or I'm just wrong. Huda was faking the funk. Huda said way back when last episode that she was not impressed on how old he was she didn't know she likes a totally she likes young guys that are buff and then all the things that she was saying i was like oh she's telling him what he wants to hear and she's being polite which is going to be all part of a cultural thing where she's not going to try to say anything that's uh disparaging towards the American that's visiting. That's the vibe I got because there's no way that mm -hmm. she's trying to say that this is the best date ever and she's so excited, but let's get into it. So they literally met for five seconds. Mark thought he did a, a great impression at the, the family house. And I was like, did I see the same thing that you did? But he's like, the family loved him. He feels like there's sparks between them. And I was like, you guys have been together for 40 seconds. What sparks? I uh, honestly was like, when he said that, I was like, I think he just is like, oh, she has large breasts. I like her. She must like me. I what really, else was I, I have no idea where it was coming from. I There's no reason for him to think that his meeting with the family went well. He rushed them out. That part. And you've only been with her for like 40 seconds. So what are you talking about? There's a spark. <laughs> um, and he feels like, uh confident in the the date he feels like nita did a good job i was like oh so you're just basing this on whatever physical happiness you're feeling right now exactly um then she goes on which is completely different than what she said last week that she thinks mark's a gentleman handsome doesn't look his age uh it's a dream come true. She loves American culture and how they value their women. Now, without getting super political, you guys, but if you know anything that's going on in America, there are some things that I would be like, well, that's a bit of a side eye. And again, without getting political, because that's not what this is about, but 
I just, I'm getting goosebumps right now. I mean, you value your women, but let's look at what's going on with the Supreme Court and Roe versus Wade. So like, what value are we exactly talking about? That's it's a difficult time for American women right now. Right. So that just really, when they said value, that's why April's playing Canadian. Uh, <laughs> when she said value American women, I just was like, oh, that really stung a little bit just because there's a lot going on in America, you guys, a lot. Pay attention. Okay. Um, so she wants to give this great dream come true date a chance. They sit down at an outside patio and then there's awkward silence. He's not trying to make an effort, which we saw with Chad and Maria last week. And now here we are with Mark. Like, I don't understand. Do these men just think like, what? I don't, what are you thinking when you just sit there? I can't even begin to tell you what they're thinking because I, I don't understand. I don't understand the questions that they choose to ask sometimes. I don't understand how they're evaluating the dates to say that they went well. I'm just lost. That part. So there's an awkward silence. And then he comes in with, oh, you know, it's so interesting in Morocco. They only put two ice cubes in the cup. In America, they fill the cups with ice. This man said America about 10 times in this tiny segment. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I um, mean, how much more obsessed with yourself can you be? Vanessa says, I don't get how the matchmakers are not communicating things like this person is 20 years older than you. Same. So more awkward silence. And then he is like, you know, She's everything I want. She fits all my boxes, checks all my boxes, but I'm not sure because she's 24. Well, your last date was 24. So did we not communicate to Nina that you don't want to date 24 year olds anymore? Like, I don't understand why we're here, but here we are. And you seem to think that she's someone that you want to pursue and go on more dates. So like, are you complaining? Or are you not complaining? I'm not really quite clear, but so checks all the boxes. She's independent, smart, Family's important, career-driven. He's all about that because, you know, he doesn't want to have to pay for his partner. He wants her to be self-sufficient and them just share a bed and her raise the kids and she has her own money <laughs> and her own home and her own stuff and he just shows up and brings his eggplant to the table. He wants a babysitter that he can have sex with. That part. So... Now, you guys, this is the part where, again, maybe you can, you guys can spool me because I'll tell you, I have a short span on first dates about things. And there are certain things that are just going to freak me out that I'm just going to think that you're a weirdo. And they haven't been together for more than an hour on this date yet. The food hasn't even come to the table. And he's like, do you see me as someone you could go out with? Do you see a real connection for potential for marriage? Could I be your husband? Could you be my wife? And I was like, this, what? I know you're on a time frame, but this is literally the first date. This could have maybe even waited to the second day. What did you think, April? I think that he simply could have said, because I think this is what he wanted to know, is my age a problem for you? I think that's what he wanted to know. And that's all he needed to ask in that moment. 
I wasn't into it. I was like, you are saying way too much and doing the most right now. I'm not into it. Yeah. But he says he likes Huda. He likes her despite the age difference. She says maybe she can see a future with them. So guess what? He wants more time with her. And so they're going to go on some more dates. There was something that happened during our date that I did not like. What? When she said that she was in the business of, he asked her what kind of business she does. And she said, I sell robes. And he said, oh, lingerie. And that's what led, led me even more to thinking he's just looking at her body. Yeah, he's a frat bro. She's just, even though she's the same age as the last date, she's much more voluptuous. And I think that is the only difference in his mind between the two of them. I think you're right. I think you're right. <sighs> Moving on to Chad. Oh, Chad. What were your thoughts on Chad's segment, April? I, I mean, you know, I'm going to go ahead and, and dial back the Mark comparison and let Chad have his moment on his own. Um, and we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. If I'm I, wrong. Was, I, I was really harsh on Chad last week. We just met him. I'm going to try to be a little bit more open because he seems to be open to what um, Juan is saying. So right. I'm going to try to give him the benefit of the doubt. So it's his second day in Colombia. Uh, he's not too used to Medellin, not used to being in Colombia, not used to city life. He's used to being on a farm, cutting his grass and, you know, being close to his mama. They didn't say all that, but I paraphrase what they meant. <laughs> He's meeting one at a barbershop, uh, and it's the first time that they're meeting in person. They're going to, you know, get the whole shave and cut the whole thing. It's going to be looking fresh. Um, Juan says, you know, Chad is handsome. He has a big heart. And his words, quote, the gringo guy has a big heart, and uh, the Colombian women love that. They're looking for men with big hearts. One of his downfalls, though, unfortunately, is that Chad rushes into love um, and he's unable to see the red flags in the women that he's dating because he is so desperate to find love, which I, I get, right? Because I feel like, here's what I feel, you guys. I feel like Chad is lonely. I feel like he wants to find the one. He's one of those men that he's like, yeah, I want a family. You know, his dad passed and he's close to his mom and he wants the life that he saw his parents have. And so he rushes into these relationships and he thinks he's in love, but he's really just in lust and he's happy to not be alone. And then the relationship explodes in his face. And instead of dealing with the issues and trauma from that relationship and whatever baggage he then is moving forward, he just jumps into another relationship. And because he jumps into that next relationship, he doesn't deal with all the trauma and baggage and he just perpetuates perpetuate that's not what i'm trying to say is that what i'm trying to say i think so like he he brings it along with yeah him forward and, and creates so, a more pro a no another problem yeah and it just builds up on itself and so i really do agree with juan when juan says what i need him to do is i need him to slow all the way down pump the brakes take a step back so that you'll be able to see the red flags in the relationships and so <clears throat> I was like, I agree with him. I, he needs to slow down because he's not moving in 
true honest love april he's moving in loneliness and when you're lonely mm -hmm. and you you um seek attention or you crave attention whoever the first person that gives you attention guess what yeah cling on to it because that's what you want it's not necessarily about the person it's about the attention all right, right don't, don't get me started okay <laughs> girl all right so taking him to the makeover was good yeah i think he should like have a conversation with him about his hobbies next yes so i mean chad is a good looking guy here he is on our screen he's a good looking guy and the makeover is going to be a great great thing because you can have that fresh cut and confidence um and so yeah so chad one asks about the date with maria chad thinks that the date with maria went well okay chad so this is when Juan says you're not seeing some of the red flags uh and here's why April, Chad thinks that the date went well. She's gorgeous. She's sweet. She knows English well. So guess what? It was perfect. It was everything I asked you for, he said. Okay. Okay, Chad. <laughs> right. Try to get past the physical. Okay. So, um, Juan says, yeah, I mean, she, she had a great time. She said there were a couple of issues though. First issue, you being engaged three times. Juan says that was a big mistake to say that right away. He's like, you know, you have to have some caution, get some time to know the person, have a connection first, and then open up. When you just open up to someone that you don't know, it might be too much for them. And Chad's like, oh, well, I was just being honest. What are your thoughts about that? Because I have some thoughts on that. Well, he says he was being honest, but I disagree. I think that he was trying to just say something to evoke sympathy. Like I'm ready to be engaged and married, but these women cheated on me. It wasn't for the, he wasn't sharing it for the purpose of being honest. It was shared for, to try and like manipulate in a way. Agreed. Um, and he also was not looking at whatever part he played in that. It's not your fault when somebody cheats on you. But oftentimes there is a role that you're playing in that, especially if it's happening over and over and over again. You know, is this partner telling you there's something that they need and you're constantly ignoring it or saying it's not important? Women generally in these kind of situations, I mean, there are bad women out there who just cheat. But generally in these kind of situations, there's a, there's a impetus. Impetus, yeah. Well, there's a, there's, you know, there's some a sequence of events that led up to it, and I honestly think that even if someone hurt me, if it's the second or third time that it happened, I have to wonder what is the part that I'm playing in this. Yeah, agreed. Everything that you just said, agreed. I think that uh, he said that he was, you know, engaged three times as a way to manipulate the situation. Everything that April said, but also too. The fact that, hey, like, I think you're hot and you could be, you know, engagement number four, you know, like, like, like he's doing her a favor. That's how it came across to me. So Juan said that was the biggest mistake. You move too fast. You jump into relationships. Um, and we're going to slow that all the way down. Now, the good thing is Maria was impressed by the whole American cowboy and she wants a second date. But because I need you to slow down, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do a double date. Now, when he said that, April, I thought for sure that he was going to do a double date with Susan. 
because I have to tell you, listen, y'all, listen. Juan has it the hardest out of all the matchmakers. All his roster is problematic. All oh, of yeah. them for different reasons. Because he has, you guys, so he has Chad. We already know that Chad has some trauma that he's dealing with. He's got some insecurities that he's dealing with. He wants to jump into relationships. The list goes on, right? So we know that he has some traumas, right? So Juan has Chad. Juan has Natalie. Okay. Natalie is proving to be more and more and more and more problematic as the show goes on, which I'm shocked by because I was like team Natalie in the first couple episodes. So Juan has Chad, he has Natalie, and the most, in my opinion, problematic of them all that I feel like she just is, I don't even know what, I don't even know what I think anymore about her, is Susan. Susan. Susan, we'll get to Susan next. But so I think his roster is very, very, he's got the most challenging one. What do you think? Oh, he absolutely has the most challenging. These people all have issues they need to resolve before trying to be in a relationship. Natalie, most of all. You think Natalie out of the three is the most problematic? Out of the three, I think that she's the one that's going to be the most difficult because even though Susan has issues, Natalie, she has, Susan has some sense of who she is and her issues are born out of trying to protect herself. Natalie has no sense of who she is, not in terms of what her career is going to be, not in terms of what religion she wants or any religion at all, not in terms of what she is willing to do sexually or not. She has no clue who she is. How do you match somebody like that? I mean, yeah, we talked about this last episode. I agree with you 100%. I actually just think they're, I think Susan and Natalie are equally problematic. I think Susan is too stuck in her ways. And even though you say she knows who she is, she's she knows who she is, but she doesn't care. She doesn't want to do anything about it. She doesn't want to do any of the work to fix it. Yeah. And Susan then, means, sorry. No, go ahead. Susan needs, I read maybe like two weeks ago um, that a lot of our, you know, responses that we have out of trauma, you know, they're, they're to protect us They're but you have to tell your body at some point, tell your mind, tell your heart. Thank you. Thank you for doing this for me, but it doesn't serve me anymore. And that's the process that Susan needs to go through, but at least underneath that she is, a, a person who is solid in what she believes. She just has to get rid of those protective things that are born out of trauma that are keeping her from having the next relationship. Nathalie doesn't even, I mean, she's at a, if you were looking at them from the standpoint of like how much work they need to do to get to a healthy relationship, she's got much, Nathalie's got much further to go. No, I, I agree with you. Absolutely. Speaking of Susan, Susan is about to go on date number three. I love the fact that Juan was part of the date. And I have a lot of questions for you guys because I'll get there. I have a lot of questions for you guys. Okay, so Juan's part of the date strictly as the translator. Um, uh, Susan asks, you know, tell me about the day. Like, who is he? And Juan says he's very handsome. To that, Susan says, well, if he's so handsome, you date him. I was like, where is this coming from? What 
you're paying this man to do his job. He's doing his job and you're being flippant about it. I don't like you and Stanika are totally throwing me off. Well, she did this last time. Remember she was, he was saying something about like, I want to see you succeed. And she's like, it doesn't matter. You're getting paid anyway. That's weird. I, that, that's what I'm trying to tell you. She's problematic. Yeah. She's um, Crystal says there's a man out there that is Susan's age who will understand why she is the way she is and can help her. Then the other thing that I also think needs to be less of a safety blanket for her is her friggin' dog. And don't get me wrong, y'all. Love dogs. Love dogs. Love dogs. But she's a 52-year-old woman that carries her dog like it's her kid everywhere. And like I said to you in the very first episode, and even on episode eight, I'm going to say the same thing. The woman that carries a dog to a date that she's never met is selfish because you don't know what that person's thing is. Maybe they don't like animals. Maybe they're allergic. Maybe they have some trauma, whatever. But you're only thinking about your selfish needs and you're bringing your dog on these dates. I'm so tired of people bringing their dogs in the grocery store. And this, so this was upsetting me. This was upsetting me. And the dog's on the table. Why do you think it's okay for the dog's paws to be up in a place where people are eating and drinking? Why? Well, she's the same person, April, that was drinking wine, stuck her finger in the wine, let the dog lick the wine. Same person. Same person. This is just, this is ridiculous to me. So. Mauricio, it's our third date. Uh, he doesn't speak English. Uh, Susan has a little bit of an attitude about that. She's also said that she's lost faith in Juan and his ability to find dates for her. Juan uh, is ignoring all of that that she's saying and says, well, I'm going to be there uh, strictly for tr as a translator, but I'm also hoping to see how Susan is and if her true self will come out with Mauricio. Now, he set her up with Mauricio because they're similar in age, right? So we find out that he's 51. He looks uh, good. He looks good, y'all. Stable job. He's artistic. He's really handsome. All the things. So they meet, and she thinks he's very handsome as well. And her words are, he has a good head of hair. I'm not sure what her whole fascination with hair is, April, but she's got one. She's got like a really crazy fascination with they have to have good hair. I don't know. It's like the same kind of fascination she has with petting her dog. Yeah. She wants to be able to pet her partner. <laughs> uh, so here's Mauricio. I think he looks sexy. I think he looks great. I like the little... Uh, piercing in his eyes, got some tats. I think he had a tat like somewhere on his neck, whatever. Uh, so she finds him really handsome. She loves his hair. And they have a little bit of small talk. What do you do for a living? She's a banker. He's a graphic designer. He shows some of his work, talks about it being hyper-realism. Uh, he asks her, you know, and this is what I was talking about. So do you see how he's like steering the conversation? Unlike chad unlike mark like he's asking as if he's trying to get to know her so what are your hobbies she says she likes art travel museums he says that we have a lot in common 
Um, and then she asked him if he has any kids. And this is where it kind of got lost in translation. He's like, yeah, I have a 24-year-old daughter. She thought he said a four-year-old daughter. So she flippantly says, oh, you started early, which I thought was a terrible thing of her to say because Miss Judgy McJudgy is part of what your problem is, Susan. You're too judgy. You don't give anyone an opportunity to really get to know you and you don't actually get to know people without prejudging them. And for you to be a New Yorker, that is really weird because there's so much diversity and amazing people in New York for you to just be like, I don't know, whisking people off, like just like, I don't know. It just doesn't, it's not a good look on you. It's yeah. not a good look, but he handled it really well. Kind of the same thing that happens to me when I tell people that I have a 20 year old now, they're like, Oh, you started early. And I'm like, How old do you think I am? Because now I'm going to embarrass you. Yeah. Which is exactly <laughs> what happened. He said, How old do you think I am? And she said, 40. He's like, No. And then she took it to the extreme and said, 60. And he's like, No, he's 51. Which is um, and then she was shocked. Him. Pardon? This is the perfect age for him to have a 24 year old. Yeah, he's 51. So then she says, you look good. You must be happy. Um, and he was like, I am happy. And my note here is like, she's so negative. Like, ugh. that's why he, I'm all about, go ahead and do what you got to do. Get a little nip, get a little tuck, get a little refresher, all the things. But if that's your clutch, Susan, then maybe you want to think about working on some of the inside stuff. And I know that you talked about going to therapy, but do you still go to therapy? Because you've got a lot of negativity in there and, and it really is not a good look for you. It's, it's not. And if Juan wasn't there, they wouldn't have made it past this conversation. You're and hold that thought. Okay. Hold that thought. So um, he's like, what are you looking for in a man? And he, she says, funny, kind, and smart, loves to travel, loves to learn. She asked him the same question about women, and he just said loyalty. Uh, he asked her, have you ever been married or lived with someone? And she says, yes. And here's the thing, April, she was married like 20 plus years ago, right? And so, yes, she's answering the, correct, the question correctly. So she says, yes, two and a half years it lasted. We were too young. Um, that was like 20 plus years ago. What what have you done lately? Talk to me about those relationships. Have you lived with someone lately? Okay. So she doesn't think marriage is necessary. He agrees. Um, and wants impressed because he's surprised how much Susan is letting Mauricio in. And my question to you and to the live chat, and if you're watching the replay to you all, did she do better on this date only because Juan was there? Hell yes. Only because Juan was there. If there were so many instances where this would have stopped, she would have stopped it, or maybe even the date would have stopped it because she was being a negative Nancy if Juan wasn't there. So that's the only reason that it went well. Also, just small immigration note. Does this mean that she is committing to a long distance, long-term relationship or she's considering moving to Colombia because there's no immigration options 
for a non-married partner? Oh, at all? No. I mean, he could apply for his own visitor's visa, but that only gives him short time periods to come to the U.S. and he wouldn't be able to work. So what exactly is she, if she's not looking for marriage, which would allow them to be together in one country or the other, then what exactly is her end game at this point? It's mm, a great sure. question. I didn't even think of that. That's a great question. Great question. Um, yeah, I agree with you all. I think the only reason why this date went well is because Juan was there and she not only was on her best behavior, she was trying to show Juan that all the things that he said about her were not true. Um, and so she wanted to show him that she could be open and funny and all the things. Um, but had Juan not be, been there, the state would have gone a completely different way. So uh, everyone's thinking the same thing. Crystal said, I was wondering that too. What are Susan's plans? Vanessa said, right, marriage is necessary. Um, and Wonderless says, yes, she was on her best behavior. So that was the episode. The sneak peek to next week looks wild. Stanika girl, please. Come please. back to us. Please. All right. Uh, as many of you guys know, if you don't, if you're new here, welcome. If you're not new here, April and I have our lovers list that we started at the beginning of the season. Uh, we're putting our list of what we want in a lover together. And April's list is uh, Jadena, the artist. He has to be reflective, chunky, curious, financially stable, honest, the hard kind of honest, 5'9 or above. Uh, my list is he has to be humorous, thoughtful, spontaneous, financially stable, and a giver generous, loving, and five, eight and above. Okay. Uh, replay crew. Yay. Uh, looking forward to Harold again. Yes. I have crystal. If I have to go with my gut, I got to tell you guys, I think he's about to get his heart broken. Because he can't do yoga. Uh, wasn't the yoga part. It was the part where she said, her whole week next week is booked and she's working 12 hour shifts. You say that when you're like, I don't got time for this. Right. Cause she was making time. So. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah. Okay. So what's, Oh, did I finish my list? I think so. What are you adding to your list? April? I was just thinking, I don't know that I need to add anything else to it. Oh, you're done. Your list is I done. I, I mean, because I, I started off strong with saying that I wanted someone similar to Jadena, that I kind of covered all the bases of what I want. Okay. The closer you are to Jadena on a scale of one to 10, the closer you are to me. <laughs> I mean, okay. I, I, I will close your list out then. Let me see what you add. I added likes to travel. Oh, okay. I'm going to steal that. <laughs> it's the British part of my Canadian heritage that is oh, going to go God. ahead and 
steal that from your list. <laughs> Go ahead and answer that question. Yes, midwife K. What I specifically enjoy is a guy who's like chunky around the middle. You know, um, my cousin refers to that as having more to love. Mm -hmm. I enjoy that part. I like to rub it and make a wish. Rub it like a Buddha's belly. <laughs> Did you say I'm I'm choking on my own laughter and phlegm. Did you just say rub it like a Buddha's belly? Okay then. Okay then. Um, so your list is not closed. Yeah, I'll go ahead and put that travel part on there. Okay. Just go ahead and colonize that from your list. <laughs> like <laughs> I was about to say, like how you take it my nationality as well. <laughs> gotcha. Just hold on, I'm coming for Ghana next. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay, so our lists are going strong, you guys. Uh, Crystal, it's not a given because she didn't say it. She didn't, she might be in Iceland, but she didn't say it. I said it. <laughs> I'm not in Iceland. She took it from my list, okay? Okay. That's why I kept asking her, are you sure your list is closed? <laughs> like a reverse triangle. No, not like a reverse triangle because like your thighs have got to be bigger than mine too. We'll we'll go into more detail than this like another day. Yeah, later because we're going to do a whole thing with our list, you guys. So <laughs> Okay, you know what? We're, we're, so we're just going to wrap it up. <laughs> We're gonna say, what, what's the greeting in Iceland? Is there a greeting? Welcome. Welcome. Is welcome? Yes. Is that also goodbye? Um, I don't know how to say goodbye. Let's just go with the Rivadurchi. <laughs> Let's. Okay. <laughs> welcome. Welcome. I will not say a Rivadurchi. <laughs> Crystal said, leave him in Canada and I'm dying. <laughs> Crystal, you leave him in Canada and she's in America, then what? <laughs> All right, you guys, we'll, I'll see you guys tonight. I'm going to do, um, I'm going to catch up. So it will be last week's episode, you guys, of Before the 90 Days. I will see you guys at 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And April continue to share those lovely pictures i'll take you guys outside one last time let's go outside let's go to iceland all right here we go here we go hi iceland by the way it's 10 59 p.m this is the darkest that it's gonna get oh wow so the do you can you sleep in that or do you need like blackout curtains yeah, the cabin has blackout curtains because otherwise you wouldn't sleep. If you've seen the movie Midsummer, that's what it's like. The mountains are all around us. You know what? Let me go to the this side. Go to this side of the cabin so you can see even better. Look at those gorgeous mountains. Oh, I love that. I love it. Look at the clouds. 
those are lava rocks up there from a mountain or a volcano that exploded a long, long time ago. So we went on a lava rock hike earlier today and it was beautiful. All right. So uh, like Harold, maybe you should start a rock collection and bring some lava rocks back for us. You know what? We actually were like, I wonder if we could take some of these rocks and use it to make like lava rock soap that they sell here. And then we had to stop ourselves and say, that would be very American of us to mess with these people's rocks. Let's leave their stuff alone. Good call. But you could go to a store. Yeah, we'll do that. All right, you guys. Bye, guys. See you later. Bye. -bye.